Do you remember when your technology stopped turning off? When cell phones had removable batteries? When your smartphone froze up, you could remove the battery and reset it. You could buy standalone replacement and backup batteries wherever you found cell phones. Do you remember when televisions had switches? When they truly turned off? Do you remember the transition? When you could no longer find a television that you could turn off without triggering that red light. The red light that turns on when you power off the TV. Indicating that the TV's now off. Our technology no longer shuts down. It goes into standby mode. Our TVs, phones, laptops, and tablets are perpetually on, even when off. Why do you think that is? Is it for ease of access to the new technology? To power up for the consumer faster? Are you aware of how easy it is for anyone to access your devices? To hack into your webcam, your microphone? Let me stress the words easy and anyone. This is no longer some sci-fi movie shit. You don't need to be any kind of expert. It's so simple that I can do it. Or pay someone a hundred bucks to hack into your laptop camera or cell phone mic to watch and listen to everything around you, hear everything you say. And you can't stop me because you can't turn off any of your devices. Even when you shut them down, they are on. Enough for that mic to work, for that camera to work. Is that discomforting? To know your privacy is not in your control? Let's switch lanes to social media real quick. Because what I just presented to you is at least illegal, right? It can be done, but I'd be breaking the law in that scenario. With Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all the rest, you need to create an account, sign in, and agree to the terms and conditions. You need to give permission to join. <laughs> and why are you giving permission to join their service? Do you need to give permission to be handed a burger after you buy it? Do you give permission to a theater to show you a movie after you buy a ticket? Why is it not them giving you permission to join now that you've signed up? Well, the reason is, Unlike that burger in that movie example, you are not paying any money at all. They don't need your money, they need your permission. You are paying them in information, we all know this by now, permission to access you in every way that you interact with the app. Now you may think that means the words you type up and post or the pictures you upload, and you'd be right, but that also means what you like, what you share, what you put in your bio, who you know, friends and family that you're connected to, where you live, and this is just what you're actively handing over to them. The permission you give for the app to access the device that it's on gives them the geographical position you are when you use the app via your GPS, picking up where you go and when, where you work, your schedule, who you visit. What websites do you visit? your Google search history, your porn preferences, what music you listen to, who do you call, who do you text, what type of activities are you engaged in, do your messages tell a story about you, what kind of information can we learn from the files downloaded on your phone and your laptop, 
If the app accesses your mic or webcam, they can receive even more intimate information about you. And unlike my previous example with hackers, this is legal. You have given permission. Permission in place of money. Your data is worth more than any monthly or annual membership subscription they could ever charge. And what do they do with it? Well, um, we know this too, they sell your data. They sell your identity, your digital existence to advertisers. That's why you get advertised things across all platforms that are eerily relevant. Perhaps you just had a conversation about a particular piece of furniture and within the same day, there it is, popped up on your phone, cost and where to buy it. Maybe you were about to run out of a particular item before Amazon helpfully reminded you. Seems like a lot of privacy to give up for catered advertising, no? What else might this data be used for? Now let's switch lanes again because we've evolved to another level from eternal standby modes on our devices to social media to streaming. And that's right, it is becoming less and less possible to own anything. Your subscriptions to Netflix, Amazon, Disney, Crave, Tidal, Spotify, and all the like make it so that you have constant access to entertainment as long as you continue to stay subscribed. This concept saddens me a bit. Uh, as a side note, when it comes to movies and television shows, I remember ruffling through my father's old VHS tapes and discovering gems when I was young. His taste and mine were so similar I could grab anything from his collection having never heard of it and enjoy it. He handed down the things he enjoyed to me in that way. And I look forward to doing the same with my kids, with my DVDs. But how do we do that today? Save your movies and favorites? Add to quote unquote my list for a couple of decades and hope the licensing of the movie holds up or the company doesn't go under? Digital access is not ownership. Same goes for music. I did the same with my big cousin's cassette tapes and my dad's CDs. I thought I would pass down my music in WAV files, MP3 files, on hard drives or something. Streaming presents the same problem there. But that's the least of our problems. It's the least of our worries. Now this is not another shameless plug, but in the film Another Decaying Crown, a documentary I co-created with Alex Hewitt, some years ago, I attempted to explain why I did not care to make music anymore. The emotions and disdain for the current environment were happening in real time, and it was more difficult to articulate the cheapness of music back then. I had felt it was losing its value as art, not just in price, but in importance. I reduced it back then to oversaturation and ease of accessibility, but there was more to it. See, streaming reduced the cost of a $20 album a $10 album to a fraction of a penny. So the art you gave energy, money, time, talent, soul, an arduous work into for a year or two no longer had a price tag. For 10 bucks a month, Tidal, Spotify, iTunes, Google Music, etc. boast endless, eternal selection of music from everywhere, from everyone, from every genre, from every time. Your album is in a bottomless, limitless pool of music, and it costs nothing. It's available alongside a seemingly infinite selection of music for $10 per month. Now, I know I said it's not about the money, 
but use this analogy to understand how little your product is really worth. See, these music and podcast streaming services have no concern for music at all. On face value, you may think these companies are in the business of music, but they're not. They're in the business of data as well. They also have terms and conditions that you must agree to before use. They play from your devices, the ones that never turn off. And subscriptions aside, there's a dollar value associated with the information they're able to obtain from your device, just like the social media sites. There's also a dollar value associated with the time you spend on their app. I would imagine the longer you have their app open and running, the more data they're able to collect. You are there to listen to music or a podcast. They don't care what you're there for. Just as long as you stay as long as possible. If you open that app and played nothing, it would make no difference to these companies. These are not music and entertainment companies. They are not in the business of entertaining you. They are in the business of taking data from you, listening to you, watching you, and between all the devices, the apps, social media, and streaming services that you use, I can't think of anything about you that could not be extracted as data. What you think, what you do, what you will do, when you shit, your entire identity and being. And what is the purpose of having all this data on all of us? Why are these the biggest industries in the world today? Why are each of these companies worth billions? <laughs> to sell you an air fryer. I go by the name of Septo.ca, and this is the left column.